This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Big interview with Victor Avila, bottom of the hour, former uh, border agent, former federal agent. Got into a shootout with a drug cartel. His partner, Jaime Zapata, was killed, and he was injured in that. He's just coming back from the border. He talks to us about what he knows about that tractor trailer that had um, 53 dead illegal aliens in the back. Also, another case yesterday where there was a big accident. Um, a big rollover crash, another four people killed there, and another smuggling event in Eagle Pass, Texas. And we got another story uh, that just came down a little while ago about some people in the back of a trailer uh, in, in our area again. And by, the, by our area, if you don't know, we're based in San Antonio. So we'll talk to him at the bottom of the hour about what's happening, what should be happening, what we should do. And I actually ask him, listen, if you're the governor, what would you do? So we get uh, really good answers on that. We've got that for you and an awful lot more. It is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you along for the ride on your Friday. I'll give you some strings. Horn section. Uh huh. That was me. Come on, Carrie. What's the matter with you? No, stop it. Days it anyway. Where is Bob Guthrie? Let's go. Friday. Uh huh. Thank God it's. Thank God it is Friday. Come on, Bob. Friday. Let's go. Thank God it's. Thank God it is Friday. Let's free speech it. Let's go. That's Polo making it all happen. Sam getting her done. The aforementioned chocolate voice. Soon to be drunken voice. No. Da da freedom. What I'm singing? What? No. Stop it. Freedom. Come on. Freedom. Yeah. Let's go. Stop singing all together. A couple more glasses. I'll sound really good. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Go there. You can uh, click on any social media that you like. I'm back on TikTok. I know, TikTok, CCP. Shouldn't do TikTok. TikTok, they're going to steal your kids. I get it. I hear you. I'm back on there, and uh, one of the talks I did yesterday, 200,000 views and growing, and it was about Joe Biden making a fool of himself about drunk driving, and I talked about that on the show yesterday. Uh, so go check that out. If you're on the TikTok, at Joe Pags, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S, they went back a couple of weeks and decided to mark some other talk that I did as against the guidelines. So I'll be banned again soon. Um, nothing wrong with the with the video that I did a couple of weeks ago. It was very straightforward, very news-like. I wasn't attacking anybody. They called it abusive behavior. Carrie's abusive behavior. Of course it was, yeah. I can't, I can't even see it. Let, let me see if I can see what the video was on the uh, on the handy app that's stealing all my information off my phone. Give me a second. Hold on a second. Let's see. Uh, community guidelines. Violation. I think they, they just like saying it. Okay, here it is. 
Community guidelines. It was the one. What are, what are the, uh, why are the gas prices so high? Let's ask the White House. Oh, yeah, this is uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, I think, just making something up about why the gas prices are high. And they called it abusive behavior. Like, I let, I let her say what she said. Right. I let her say what she said. And then I think at the end I went, come on. And that's it. That's abusive behavior. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's this app is. It's like society, they, apparently. Yes. Yes. They want to uh, monitor and control any information that's out there. Now, keep in mind, Twitter is very restrictive. So is Facebook. So is Instagram. Um, so are other outlets. And they all didn't take the video down. Only TikTok did. So I want you to understand, TikTok is not in this for fair play. Now, what I don't get is why I get 200,000 views. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think that there's a, a thirst and a hunger out there for some conservatism, for some truth, for some humor. I try to be funny in some of these. Um, maybe that's what's going on. Because there are a lot of people who are posting that have even bigger followings than I do that don't get anywhere near the sort of views that I get. And you would think, well, they're fake views probably. Well, no, there are a bunch of comments and a bunch of likes as well, and these appear to be real people. So it's, it's a real conundrum for me. I'm getting virality. I'm getting people to notice what it is that we do on the show. I'm getting people to, to, to at least get a different perspective on news of the day, but then they ban me every other day because I dare call out Biden. Like I called Biden out. It's 208,000 right now on that. That'll be, I'm sure that'll be banned by tonight because I'm making fun of Biden, and they'll call it bullying or something. How do you bully you know, the, the press secretary at the White House. How do you how are you abusive in a video where you just play what she said? How are you bullying the president of the United States, who's a public figure, that you really can't bully, like by law? So it's very, very strange, that whole thing. Very, very strange to me. But not as strange as the story you sent me out of Toronto. Now, I don't know if you know this, but you don't pronounce, you don't pronounce the second T. I did not know that. Toronto. It is not Toronto. It is Toronto. Toronto. That's the way they say it there, is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, um... Let me ask you that before you even get into the story. Mm-hmm. Is this a case of they just put the wrong picture up? Do you think? I do not think. Did you think that at first when you saw it though? Well, yeah, I thought, what? This is wrong. This is so wrong. Okay, so I'm going to pull the story up. Okay. As you read it, do me you a favor and, and okay. give the people the story. I want the people who are watching uh, to also, because this, this has to be a mistake with the picture. It has to be, yes? I don't no? think so, no, no. All right, what do you have for me? Come From on. From the blaze, the Toronto Police Service raised eyebrows on Thursday by tweeting about a missing woman while posting the photo of an individual who looks like a bearded man. And the Toronto Police Service requests the public's assistance locating a missing woman. Isabella DeGrace, 27, was last seen on Saturday, June 25th, 2022 at 3 a.m. in the Ryerson Avenue and Bathurst Street area. She is described as 5'10", with a thin build, shaggy blonde hair, and a full goatee. She was last seen wearing a black t-shirt and gray pants. Police are concerned for her safety, a news release states. The Toronto Police Service's seemingly preposterous post caught many people's attention, including Blaze Media CEO Tyler Carden, who remarked, my goodness, it's real, the absolute dumbest time to be alive. Seth Dillon, CEO of the popular satire website, The Babylon Bee, tweeted, the world has become too absurd to be satirized. You've spelt man incorrectly at Toronto Police. <laughs> Former Brexit Party MEP Christina Jordan tweeted. Come on, man. <sighs> I'm showing the picture right now. If you're not I on the mean... website, go to JoePags.com, click on Watch Now, and you'll go right, you'll go right to my Twitter. I'm going to leave it up there for a second. That's some picture, too. <laughs> What's but, your name? Um... Christina or something? What the hell's your name? Um, Isabella. Isabella DeGrace. Uh, De 
The Toronto Police Service raised eyebrows on Thursday by tweeting about a missing woman while posting the photo of an individual who looks like a bearded man. So let me let me help out uh, Alex, who wrote this for The Blaze. It does a fine job writing it, but um, this doesn't appear to be a missing man. This is a dude. The, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. This is a dude. I just don't, I don't understand why. What, Carrie, any idea what they gain by saying this is a missing woman? I... I, d- I don't know. I don't think they gain anything by saying that. Why give the but... description knowing that it's not going to sound like a missing woman? Yeah. And no, you we are not in a place goatee. where we've... Right. 5'10", <laughs> full goatee. Yeah. We are not in a place where we have normalized this being a woman. And I, I don't know why they won't... Carrie, why won't they stop? I just want them to stop. I know. I know you do. I don't know why they And they, and they won't stop. They They're won't. not going to stop. No. No, no, no. So how is that helpful? How does that make life better for anybody in Toronto or any, anywhere else? That you've got a missing dude, looks like a full beard and goatee, five feet ten, and we're calling him Isabella. DeGrace. Yeah. I, I wonder even what the real name is. Is it like, is it like Bill Smith? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Because if this guy says he's Isabella DeGrace... And then has his old ID that shows he's Bob Smith. Can he just stay missing? Can he just flee the country? Well, you look like Isabella the Grace who they're looking for, but clearly you're Bob Smith by this ID. I mean, we're, we're in a place of such lunacy. There's willful disregard for reality in this day and age. And, and yes, it's funny because this is a picture of a man. Yes, it's funny, but at what point is this going to cause somebody their lives? At what point is this going to, we're going to misidentify somebody just to feel woke or feel like we're in the in crowd and somebody uh, will not realize that, no, you're really looking for a man or no, you're really looking for a woman or no, you know, that the, the, the bad guy or the suspect really is this or that gender. We have to stop playing the game. Oh, look, somebody calling you right now from San Antonio and it says spam risk. Hey. Think I should take it? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's probably very. Yeah, I'm just gonna hang up on that ass. Mm. Yeah, all day long I get those. I, I like this one. Too. Hi, it's Emily from the uh, warranties department. Great, Emily. What's going on? Well, um, you've got a car, right? I sure do. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, I do, Emily. Love it. Well, um, uh, well, good news. Your warranty is about to expire, but we can re-up the warranty. I said, great. Oh, what, what, what car are we? T- hmm. what, what car are we talking about? Well, which, what cars do you have? <laughs> well, Emily, yeah. you called me. Are you stupid? Uh, so uh, what, what car would you like to extend the warranty on? On the car where the warranty is about to expire? Let me just tell us what car you have. Mm-hmm. At which point I say, don't ever call this number again. <laughs> and they call and they the next day. Go. Yeah. Now, well, I, you get a different call the next day. Yeah. And many people will say, well, just don't even answer those spam calls. Then they'll know that it's not really a working number. No, I want them to know it's a working number that doesn't want to ever hear from them again. I don't think that's asking much. Do you get this? Like when I get one, sometimes I will get like three or four in a row right yes. after I get the first one. I and mean, they're all your right next door neighbor. after. Yes. And they're all your, your same area code, your same <sighs> exchange. Yep. And it's very, you feel, oh, this, this must be one of my kids is at a friend's house, needs something from me, answer it. And then you got some guy with a very, very thick Indian accent. Yes, my name is Bill. What? Mm. But Bill, what do you want? 
I wonder if you have a car. Yes, Bill, I have a car. Yeah. I'm like, so, and then, but then I'll say, Bill, you could talk to me if you tell me where you really are. I'm mm. in, uh, I'm in Indianapolis. No, 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 no you're not. Uh, you're in India for sure. <laughs> but what part? Like, just, just be honest. Oh yes, I'm a call center in India. Great. What's the weather like there? Tell us be the weather. Uh, what's dinner looking like tonight? Oh wow, you're having a Oh yeah, I'll go, I'll go through the whole thing, and then at the end of it, I'll say. Bob, Bill, whatever your name is, don't ever call here again. Hmm. And then that's it. That we hang up. Okay. But I, but I, but I thought that if you said put me on the no call list, they had to. That's what I Wasn't thought it a too. Thing? It was a while back. I don't know how well it worked. Um, obviously not very well because I'll get ten of those a day, easily. Now I've told you about the one where I answered it when they were asking for the woman of the house. Yes, yeah. But in this day and age, it's not even a joke anymore. No, absolutely not. At this not. point, they have to accept that I'm the woman. They do. They absolutely do. I answered the phone. They asked for Jennifer. I said, I'm she. <laughs> oh, no, no, sir. We we would rather talk to the woman of the house. I said, oh. I am the woman of the house. I am a woman. Yeah, you can't say that anymore. No, but if I say it now, he has to accept it. Yeah, of course. Yes. Or else he's a racist. <laughs> Or is a misogynist or whatever, he's a genderist or something. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. You're not going to believe this, but it happened again. And Is, is this in San Antonio, Carrie, the, the, another truck? Yep, it certainly G- is. Fill me in, before we hit the break, fill me in on this, because I'm going to talk to Victor Avila yeah. about this very thing at the bottom of the hour. And I did the interview before we knew about this latest story. What do you have? From Ken's 5, San Antonio authorities are responding to an apparently abandoned 18-wheeler where 13 migrants are being transported on the southwest side Friday afternoon. According to a subsequent Facebook post by the Bear County Sheriff's Office, it appears no individuals have suffered any major injuries. The incident comes four days after a similar response devolved into the deadliest episode of human smuggling in U.S. history. Friday's response along the 2500 block of South General McMullen Drive, which includes Bear County Sheriff's Office vehicles, ambulances and a fire truck, was noticeably smaller than the scene on Monday, which unfolded just to the south. And of course, that scene on Monday ended up with 53 people dead. I mean... You had the thing in Eagle Pass yesterday, southwest side uh, the other day with 53 dead, yeah. four dead yesterday, more people found in the back of a tractor trailer today. I mean, enough is enough. Oh, b- uh, by the way, I did get a, a response from KV. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. KV wrote me about how Thurgood Marshall was uh, was the black justice, and he was in from 67 to 91, whatever, mm-hmm. as if I didn't say it. And if you didn't say it, the left, the libtards are going to rip you, he said, the, the, whatever the libtard is. Um he wrote me back because I, I ripped him on the air. He says, I didn't mean to irritate you. I listen to or watch your show two out of three hours per day. Listen, Sparky, well, all three or else nothing. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't be That's right me about crap you don't know. Much. Hello? Mm-hmm. You get 24 hours. You get 21 back. I don't, I don't want the other 21. <laughs> and he says, I thought I was being respectful, but you ripped me. Um, extremely difficult to get to call into your show, so I thought I'd reach out with a contact Joe email. Sorry you didn't receive it the way I tried to communicate it. Thanks for being an AWB or wh- however Chocolate Voice would spell it. A, it's not Chocolate Voice who says don't be an A-dub. That's true. Yeah. It's a different voice. It's, 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 it's Leah, Brandon. And um, uh, B, you weren't trying to be helpful. You literally alleged that I didn't know the Thoroughgood Marshall was a Supreme Court justice who was black, and I said it yesterday on my show, and C, I wrote back to him, okay, because this is who I am, I wrote back, I said, I forgive you. <laughs> is that wrong of me? Uh, maybe just a little, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm it's sure KV will love that. Yeah. KV, if you're watching or listening right now, hey, I'm with you, buddy. I, I wish I had you saying, <laughs> you got it, buddy. Do I have that? Hold on. <laughs> I know you If do. I have that, I think I think KV deserves <laughs> that today. Do. Let's see. Uh, oh, here it is. Here you go. You'll get it, buddy. You'll get it, buddy. You'll get it, buddy. I said, yeah, needs okay. more carry. All what right, let's not start all that. that. We Where are you going for the fourth anyway? Where are you going? <sighs> Regina. Wow. Going to go to Saskatchewan, huh? <laughs> we got a commercial break. I think you need I to get to. I don't know too. if I'm going to do it this time. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about yet another what looks like human smuggling event in, uh, in, in, in Texas. Three in just the past few days. You've got murder, death, mayhem, and Biden's over complaining about the Supreme Court somewhere over at the G something. Keep it here. Joe Pags coming back. This is the Joe Pegg Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's the Joe Pag Show, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Been telling you about Superbeats for many years. There's good reason why. Tell you about Superbeats because it's a great product. It's a great product that uh, is going to get you going in the morning, going to give you energy that's going to last throughout the day. You might be doing a bunch of extra coffee as you get older. You might be doing energy drinks or sugary sodas or sugary candy or something to give you a boost, but that boost doesn't last. You know it doesn't. You've got to worry about your, your blood flow and your circulation to get good energy throughout the day. Also, if you want to support your blood pressure, a healthy blood pressure, you're going to want to get, uh, get Super Beats Heart Chews. These are, are great. Can- they taste like candy, but they're really, really not. They taste so good that you're going to think that you're taking something that you shouldn't. It's non-GMO beets combined with grapeseed extract that really do support a healthy, blo- a healthy blood pressure, healthy lifestyle, healthy um, circulation and blood flow for that energy you want all day. To make things easy, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. You got to hurry up, though. It's their best offer available anywhere. It's JoeLovesBeats.com for up to 45% off. JoeLovesBeats.com is the website they made for you. JoeLovesBeats.com. Make that happen right now. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. I have this stupid back and forth on Twitter today, but I always cut it off. Just call the show. Just call the show. You're boring. You're boring me now. Call the show. Because the whole good guys with guns thing... The way that the left is attacking good guys with guns, stop bad guys with guns, is how the 19 cops in Uvalde didn't go in. So what did the good guys with guns do there, huh? So that, that, that's a myth. Let me say it again. To those of you who don't really have the neurons playing off and, and sparking like they should in your brain, let me help you out. If good guys with guns didn't work, then Kathy Hochul wouldn't be surrounded, the governor of New York, wouldn't be surrounded by eight good guys with guns. And President Biden or Trump or anybody else wouldn't be surrounded by Secret Service 
that have guns. But clearly the guns didn't matter to Trump because he was going to take them out anyway because he could beat up Secret Service agents. Either way, they're, they're safe. They know they're safe because of that. Everybody who works at the Capitol, they know they're safe because good guys with guns. That, that's a, it's an undeniable fact. Hollywood stars protected with good guys with guns. Big time music stars protected by good guys with guns. Big time entertainers, athletes protected by good guys with guns. When they all get rid of their armed security detail, good guys with guns, then I'll hear your argument that good guys with guns is not a good thing. Because what you're saying doesn't make sense, knowing everything that I just said to be verifiably true. And I think this is probably an offshoot of, of what happened in New York about them actually having constitutional rights to protect themselves by keeping and bearing. The argument against it doesn't hold any water because those who are against it are all protected by good guys with guns. All right, so we've got this third deal now with human smuggling in Texas in just over a week. Victor Avila knows all about it. He's just back from the border. We talk about it when we come back. Keep it here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have back former federal agent. He's a great author as well. It's Victor Avila. Victor, how are you? Good to see you again. I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks for having me back. And again, well, always a pleasure to have you back. There's so much going on, and you and I talk, you know, off the air a lot about the border situation, other stuff too. But just in the past few days, this thing has gone like overboard. Now, I want to make a quick comparison to what the left finds to be important. And when the left doesn't want you to know, they don't talk about it. Um, Uvalde, horrible situation that happened. 21 innocent people killed in a school. Never should have happened. I blame the guy who is the police chief there. We'll find out all the information eventually. The media went there and hosted from Uvalde. They went in front of the elementary school. For two weeks, it was the lead story in the newscast. Victor, 53 innocent people die in the back of a tractor trailer in San Antonio. Might have died before San Antonio. And you had a blip as the fourth story on the national news, and it pretty much went away. What do you think the story is there? The story should be another mass murder. That's what it should be. And let me tell you, it's, it is outrageous and horrific that human beings have to die in this uh, this type of condition. I've worked these cases. I've worked these human smuggling cases. Um, it, it is not fun to see that. It is it, it is uh, a tragedy. But I, I want to say this, Joe, and you, you kind of alluded to it. The left thinks that the open border policy that they have right now would eliminate this, but it's actually the contrary. If a border was secure, I could make the argument that these 53 people would be alive today because they would never have been in the country in the first place. And this is what's happening, that we had another death of four other uh, illegal aliens and a rollover yesterday. This is happening continuously on the border. I just came back from Del Rio, Eagle Pass, Texas, the hotspot. I spent two days there this week. And let me tell you, uh, I still get shocked and I know the border and I've been there many times and I still cannot believe what I'm witnessing and what this country is allowing to happen 
And one word comes to mind, and that's lawlessness. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're seeing on the border. And the reason why I compared it to Uvalde, I hate both situations. I wish neither one happened. Innocent people died for no reason. You've got 53, though, who died. It never trended on Twitter. And again, it was the, the fourth or fifth story down the line on the big media. Nobody's anchoring their newscast from San Antonio. Nobody's flying in Anderson Cooper to talk about how horrible this is because it's the Biden policies that caused it. And that case is a very easy case to make. And while this is going on, Victor, they're trying to get rid of uh, Title 42, which keeps us safe from illness being brought across the border. And now um, stay in Mexico policy is going to be done away with because the Supreme Court makes a bad decision yesterday. I mean, that's going to be a magnet to people, isn't it? Isn't that going to tell the drug cartels, hey, man, we could bring even more people over now? It really is. And and I'll tell you uh, another thing is that uh, it really doesn't matter what the court says anymore to the Biden administration. Right. Title 42 is in effect right now. And I saw hundreds of people come over uh, and I said, well, if Title 42 is in effect, why isn't it being enforced? The same thing goes with remain in Mexico policy. Yeah, we took a blow. It would have been nice to have a legal decision behind that. Right. But really, when it comes down to it, Joe, in the border, it's lawlessness. The Biden administration is doing whatever they want ignoring our constitution, ignoring our constitutionally passed legislatively laws that uh, that this country is based on, and they're doing whatever they want. His book is called Agent Under Fire. Go to agentunderfirebook.com to get more on Victor Avila. So uh, when we talk about the 53 that died in the back of the truck, I think there were 100 in the back of the truck. More than half of them died. Do we know how they got here? I saw Dan Patrick last night, our lieutenant governor in Texas, on with um, uh, on Fox News late at night. I can't I can't think of the actual show, but he talked about how they're using something called cloning. They're they're finding legal vehicles that are allowed to go from Mexico to America, and then they're taking another vehicle, painting it the same way, putting the same numbers on the side, and they're not getting the same scrutiny they might be getting at the border. Is that what happened here? Do you know? That's absolutely true, and let me tell you, it is not breaking news. It is not new. Cloning of vehicles, cloning of Border Patrol vehicles, cloning of sheriff's deputies' vehicles, uh, wearing uniforms that match them. In this case, uh, cloning the uh, U.S. Department of uh, Transportation number and the tractor trailer to to be able to pass inspection. And it's my understanding it did. It did, and it also um, now the aliens more than likely did not come in the tractor trailer from Mexico. I want uh, I want you to understand that more than likely they were picked up on the U.S. side. But they did get through the Border Patrol checkpoint, which was uh, in Laredo, outside of Laredo, Texas, heading to San Antonio, Texas. That's usually the way it happens. Uh, it's very rare that the aliens will get in the back of a tractor trailer and then cross the border. Okay. They usually cross the border uh, another way undetected. But in this case, there's several things that could happen here. The, the driver got paid and didn't care and abandoned them. Uh, they got some kind of heat portion on, on their tail. And or the person that he was going to drop off this uh, this load of, of people to never showed up. So a lot of things happen here. But the point is that they have no regard for human life. Right. That's, they were talking about people in the back of this tractor trailer that suffocated to death. And, and it's it's horrific because I've heard some other details about how they were able to prop that door open and some some wandered off. Uh, but the others were too weak to get out. It's stunning to hear about this human tragedy. It is inhumane what the Biden administration is doing with this with this border policy. By the way, I don't know if you heard about this, but the truck driver is from San Antonio, and what he did was he pretended he was a victim in the back. 
and, and they, they figured it out that he was the driver, but he pretended he was one of the victims that almost died in the back, and that's when he got arrested. So you think they came across the border, maybe you know. They came across the border, maybe they swam across the Rio Grande, they came over you know, one of the land uh, um, borders, and then they jumped in the truck as per the cartel. So they paid the cartel. Cartel said, go across the border, meet this truck here. They get in the back, they end up dying because it's over 200 degrees. It's 100 degrees already in San Antonio. Down closer to the border, it's even hotter than that. Do these people not have any ventilation at all? No food, no water, no anything? What on earth are these people doing? This is a big commodity for the for the cartels. Victor, why don't they at least give these people uh, the provisions they need to survive? They don't care? They don't care. They stack them as, uh, as chairs, as bricks of cocaine, as furniture, as they are dollar signs to the cartel. And I spoke uh, earlier this year. I was briefed by the chief of the Laredo sector of Border Patrol, and he had already identified uh, his Border Patrol sector over 200 stash houses in the Laredo, Texas area alone. There are a bunch of homes out there, houses and shacks and you name it, uh, being used to stash human beings awaiting the distribution throughout the United States. But, But here's the key is, why do these individuals do that? Why not just turn yourself in to Border Patrol? Because you can turn in, walk in, turn yourself in, like I just witnessed this week, and get processed and be on your way. Well, a lot of them are not doing it for several reasons. One, if you're a Mexican national or Central American for some reason here, uh, it, whether Title 42 or whatever it is, but the, the uh, Border Patrol is not allowing them in, and the cartel is not really uh, allowing them to turn themselves in. So they're being smuggled. Therefore, most of the the ones that died are Central Americans or Mexican nationals. And so that, that makes a lot of sense. That's something new that I learned this week. Uh, the, the other thing is that these uh, individuals have to pay the cartel no matter what they want to do, whether they want to turn themselves in, whether they want to be smuggled, undetected. They have to pay the same way. But why are they going undetected? A lot of them have criminal histories. Yeah. A lot of them have ties to the cartel. A lot of them have uh, prior uh, uh, deports. They've been in our country convicted of a crime, and now they're trying to come back in undetected. Hey, it's Victor Avila. Get his book, agentunderfirebook.com. Uh, he's a former federal agent, was in that shootout with, uh, with the Mexican bad guys uh, where his partner, Jaime Zapata, uh, was killed. He was injured. And I appreciate you going to the border like you do, coming back and giving us the update. Um, I know the cartels don't care about human life. They're killing each other all the time. Uh, this is this is a commodity for them. This is money for them. This is millions of dollars, and it's even more under Biden. You've got 200,000 illegals that, that we know of coming across the border every month. But the Biden administration and, and liberals in this country, like AOC, went down and fake cried you know, somewhere at some detention center when Trump was in office. They seem to be ignoring the, the human factor here. They seem to be ignoring. I mean, as Biden says, oh, this is about uh, families and children and a better life, and, and we, we've got to let them in. And, and uh, the horrible fascist dictator Trump did the bad thing. Trump was actually saving lives on the border, not only on the American side, but on the other side as well. Mexico worked with Trump. They wanted to. Guatemala who's got a conservative president, worked with Trump. They wanted to. Is there any compassion in your mind from this administration or the AOCs of the world that were just doing photo ops back a few years ago? 
This is totally an anti-humanitarian issue that's happening by the Biden administration and absolutely no compassion from them because if they did have the compassion, they would not allow these people to place themselves in harm's way to begin with. And and the harm's way is not starting in the U.S. It's starting in Mexico and dealing with the cartels, with the rapes of the women, with the extortion, with the robbing of of the men, with using them to bring over the drugs, the fentanyl and the methamphetamine that is just no one seems to care of 107,000 deaths in our country directly related to this poison, and nobody cares. In the border, we're, we're uh, by the way, when I was there, there was a drowning of an individual as well. Wow. We have rollovers of people dying. We have people uh, dying in the back of tractor trailers. Uh, we have a, a huge problem. A border patrol agents committing suicide. We have a, a National Guardsman that died and drowned, others that have committed suicide. We have a real crisis here, and the real humanitarian uh, uh, issue to do here and, and to act is to secure the border to keep everyone safe, not only the Americans, but the illegals that are trying to come in here. You would actually save lives by securing that border. It's Victor Avila. You can go to victoravilaspeaks.com or uh, agentunderunderfire.com. It's agentunderfire, isn't it? Agentunderfirebook.com. Agentunderfirebook.com. Uh, I'm not asking you to to supersede the governor or to complain about the governor. I think Abbott does a pretty good job. I think he could do a little more on the border. But if you were the governor, knowing what you know about the border, knowing the connections you have with Border Patrol, knowing you know the flood of, of fentanyl, as you said, is almost 110,000 dead every single year poisoned by fentanyl. It's not even overdoses. These are poisonings. Uh, by, by China, by the way, it's, the Chinese are sending the fentanyl to Mexico, who's then smuggling it across the border. The dead illegals that, that we're finding in the desert, in the river, uh, in the back of trucks. What would you do as a, as a governor of a state, and Texas has the longest border, as you know, can you do anything if you're the boss of the state? Can you say it's an invasion and put guns on the, on the border saying we will shoot you if you come across? What do you do? I would have all done it already. I would have declared this an official invasion, uh, adopt a U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 10 of the U.S. Constitution, and use our DPS troopers and our guard to stand on the river and keep people from coming in in the first place. And that, unfortunately, does not happen. We could also enter in an interstate compact with another state, but that would uh, need Congress's approval. Right. Well, that would be down Congress's throat trying to do it uh, and, and putting an uh, enormous amount of pressure. But I wouldn't wait on the, on the federal government. I would immediately declare an invasion uh, officially and have Texas resources take over and actually put hands on these aliens to send them back and not let them come in. Uh, I saw uh, his uh, press conference there in Eagle Pass. He, he was there where I was just the day before. And as soon as he left, 300 plus illegal aliens came in. And so it's not I don't know what's going on here. They're saying one thing, but the reality of what I see, the razor wire doesn't do anything. The eight foot fence doesn't do anything. The state wall that's there is not doing anything because there's no enforcement behind it. You need the enforcement and the additional tools to do it. I think that if the state of Texas steps up and does it, I foresee that the Border Patrol would want to join us. And that would give them the courage to do it and say, listen, it doesn't matter what the uh, Biden administration says anymore. We also swore to take an oath to defend the Constitution and defend the homeland of this country. And we're going to join the state of Texas. It's Victor Avila. He's a former federal agent. Get his book, um, uh, agentunderfirebook.com, or go to his, his uh, website as well, victoravilaspeaks.com. 
So uh, why do you think Biden hasn't gone there? And by the way, Kamala Harris didn't go to the border either. She went nine miles from the border in El Paso. Uh, she never went to the border, certainly never went to the Rio Grande Valley. So uh, she doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's going on. Is that on purpose, Victor? If they go and see it, they can't unsee it. If they go and see it, they have to admit that the border is open and porous and, and people are coming across. Is that why you think they're not going or do they just not care? No, no, they definitely do not want to come and show you what's going on because remember what happened in Del Rio last year with 15,000 Haitians under that bridge? Yes. They, they, they took a punch in the eye because of that. And so they don't want that anymore. They want those aliens cleared out as fast as you can. Hundreds of them as fast as you can, process them, put them in a, a detention facility where no one can see them, and then send them out to the rest of the country because they don't want you to know. And it's two things. It's a combination of incompetence and deliberate action that they're doing, which I think is a deadly combination. And the country, the state of Texas and the rest of the country is suffering for it. Well, it's true. And they're sending them to the airport and, and sending them anywhere that they want to go, which doesn't make any sense to me. That's so confusing to me that I've got to pay all this money to go and uh, spend the holiday somewhere where you can come across illegally. You get some food, you get some new clothes, you get a nice smartphone, you get 600 bucks, I think, on a card, and then they fly you wherever you want to go. Why don't they fly their asses back to where they came from? And then maybe people would learn, maybe I should do this legally. And by the way, Victor, you and I both like immigrants. I mean, I'm the product of immigrants. I'm guessing you probably are, too. Um, at the end of the day, we want people to come here, be part of the country, and, and do it legally. We, we take in a million people legally every year. We're going to take in another two million illegally now. So uh, when, when they're doing all of that, doesn't it make sense to you like it does to me? He, he, here's a couple of bucks. Here's a meal. I'm sorry that you went through that trip. We're going to send you back to where you came from now. Doesn't that make more sense? It absolutely does. Uh, it, it means uh, protection of our sovereignty. It's yes. completely ignored. I talked to a, a group of about 45 illegals that were waiting for the bus in Del Rio, Texas, which there is no bus station in Del Rio station. It's outside of a Stripes uh, gas station. Wow. And um, they were happy. They were happy to be in the U.S., but not with the same attitude that I saw 20 years ago. Now they come in with a sense of entitlement. Right. What is the U.S. going to give me? And by the way, where are they going? All of them with their yellow envelopes from the NGO going to Wisconsin, Houston, Maryland, uh, Portland, Chicago, you name it, everywhere in the U.S., paid and helped by you and me and our taxpayers. It, it, it's so different. My grandfather came in 1928 from Italy on a boat. It took him weeks and weeks to get here on a boat, and then he had to stop at Ellis Island, prove he didn't have any diseases, prove that he had a skill. They were, they were brick masons, and they could build things. Um, and then they, they said, we love America. We want to become part of this country. My father and his seven brothers and sisters were never even taught Italian because my grandfather and grandmother who came there uh, from there wanted them to be Americans. People don't, they're not coming here to be Americans, are they? They're coming here to get what America can offer. And many times they're sending a lot of the money back to, to their people that they left behind in Honduras or Guatemala or, or Brazil or Haiti or whatever, right? The number one word I use, and I use this specifically in my book, is assimilation. They do not want to assimilate. My parents came to this country because they wanted to become Americans. Yeah. They did become Americans. They've been naturalized U.S. citizens since the 1980s. But these, this group of people want their country here. They want Afghanistan here. They want Central America here. They Crazy. want Mexico here. And you can't have it both ways. But right now they are getting both ways. They're getting the benefits, and yet they somehow are still attached to their home country and we are in a, in a bind because of that, because they're coming from broken countries with very different uh, corruption, corrupt uh, governments, police, and, and, and all these issues at the level of uh, in, in our neighborhoods. 
all throughout the country with, when it comes to contact with law enforcement, when it comes to schooling, healthcare. It is a ripple effect that yeah. I think uh, I cannot scream it loud enough that you will be affected one way or the other. Well, keep on coming on here. I'm glad that you wrote the book. Go and check it out, uh, agentunderfirebook.com or Victor, uh, victoravulaspeaks.com. Victor, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for the insight, man. Always appreciate the opportunity, Joe. Thank you. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Victor Avila stopping by. His book is uh, Agent Under Fire. Go to agentunderfirebook.com. Incredible information about what's actually happening on the border. Another big hour coming your way, including uh, former Representative Ted Poe. Do not touch that dial. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show.